0: What's up, people? Hotep Jesus, we back with a very special episode of a Sharp Conversation. I am your host, Brian Hotep Jesus Sharp. Feels good to be back. Triple dipping today. Got the triple griff going. I was just on the Men of Order uh, podcast with Chad and Ant. Shout to Waste of Talent podcast. Uh, I was on earlier covering the Biden situation when he was talking about the bug and their response to it. And I'm back now uh, with a very, very special guest to speak to you tonight and provide some education. Uh, Take this moment to get your pens, pads, iPads, and all that ready, because it's gonna be a lot of information that's gonna get dropped. We're gonna educate people tonight. Uh, But before we get into that, I wanna let you know that in uh, 2022, we will start our homeschooling initiative. We're going to make homeschooling great again. Uh, We're going to make it popular and we are going to empower people with the resources and knowledge they need to make it easier to transition from traditional schooling to homeschooling. That is our mission. Uh, if you would like uh, more information and you'd like to donate, please go to hotepnation.com, hit the donate in the menu, or you can go to hotepnation.com donate. We've already got several donors already. Shout out to our donors. We appreciate you. I think somebody dropped $50 on us today. Uh, so that's a a huge initiative that we're coming out with in, in uh uh next year uh we have uh homeschooling moms moms helping us out on this yeah middle-aged white women are helping us out on this we got some moms. uh one of them homeschool five children all very successful individuals uh one of them was uh, top two in the nation that gets selected for a, a full scholarship to a prestigious university so uh she understands this thing through and through um And we have uh, another mall helping us out. Um, Ms. Lemoyne gonna be helping us out. Um, And uh, shout out to Dawn Hotep, putting it all together as our coordinator. And then um, I'm gonna be driving forwards behind marketing and promotion, make sure everybody knows about this thing. But we have trained individuals, experienced individuals helping us out with this. So we're not just winging it out here. Uh, We know exactly how to put this thing together and shout out to those individuals for helping us out. Um, So again, if you wanna help with this initiative, Go to hotepnation.com slash donate, and we appreciate all of our donors. Without further ado, further ado, further ado. You know, hoteps, you know, when you become hotep, like one of the first things that you cover as a hotep is the body, right? The human body. Like, you know, science is like, most people think it starts with like ancient Egypt or something like that. Nah, the science starts in the human body. But one thing we know is that we defer to the experts. And Hotep Nation is absolutely lucky to have this expert join us today. Uh, he is uh, a PhD, organic chemist, stays in the lab, in like, you know, real laboratory, mixing the chemicals up and all of that. I'd like to introduce to y'all today, Dr. Tanai Ricks. Tanai, what's up, homie?
1: What's good, ah. what's good with you man it's been a minute it's been a minute
0: how you living oh definitely been a minute but um i love how you just pop up on my radar you're like yo you trying to do something on this
1: Man, because you already know what the madness is bro you already know what
0: that means, means is. you be lurking you be watching this shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> he be in the lab yeah. let me see what the let me see what the normies are doing he don't say to talk to us
0: but he lurking and seeing what the normies are doing back to the chemicals
1: <laughs> yeah man i gotta i gotta lurk man i gotta make sure that you know y'all ain't not here you know going for some some stuff you don't need to be going for but for you know real? we'll get into that
0: let me let me go ahead and, and hit the twitters with the promo because we got the God himself up here um, tonight, Ricks Let me go ahead and hit retweet Everybody take this moment To share this video out With your friends, your family Especially your, your, your liberal auntie Your liberal grandma Grandpa Family member, cousin, sister, brother, whoever Share this with them right now Share it to all the social media outlets If you're new here Hit the subscribe button Dag, dag nabbit Hit the subscribe button, please. Turn the sound off on that. Tonight. Um, Did you did you see the, the Biden remarks today?
1: Uh, I briefly looked at them, Um, and it's, it's interesting the, the kind of verbiage that, that they use. But if you want to go ahead and, and get into that, that's fine. I, I can't offer an expert opinion on it because like I said, I just glazed over it.
0: You ain't missed nothing. You ain't missed nothing. It was a huge nothing burger. it was a a commercial for big pharma
1: uh, i mean i figured i figured a little little fear pouring to start the holidays off with i figured that's kind of what it was going on so
0: yeah yeah what verbiage did you hear that you said was i forget what the word you used
1: oh it's interesting because um them basically saying that the unvax or the unvacationed and excuse me if I speak a little slowly tonight because I'm trying to make sure that we can keep this video up. But um so basically the people that you know are unvacationed, um, they're going to be experiencing uh higher illnesses, you know, more risk of hospitalization, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like from where I sit, if people are truly interested in making sure that. You know your health is a priority or making sure that you know you're you're safe from the bug they would be trying to offer alternative solutions for the people that don't want to go on vacation but it's a basically if you don't do this then this is going to happen and i posted some pictures yesterday on my twitter page and, and one of them was very interesting from uh, world war ii and uh, i think it was for a car share service that basically said if you don't if you ride alone you ride with hitler and that's interesting because it's like bro i'm just riding in my car <laughs> like i'm in my car by myself chilling like why i gotta be all this this extra stuff you know and so that's how people have to kind of look out for propaganda and you know when 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 people are scared, they're easier to control. So those are the kind of things you gotta kind of keep in your head. And that's that's immediately what came to mind with me when I looked at that. It was like, uh, this isn't really preventative, this is more of a scare tactic more than it is an information tactic. And if you truly want people to be safe, then you should be trying to prepare them, not scare them. And it, that that felt very opposite from from what I actually read.
0: Mm, I totally agree. It's definitely uh fair point season um guys just cam always support i appreciate you homie he says uh hotep university is the most prestigious learning institution on the interwebs last time dr ricks was on wait what did he say last time dr rick was on um he batted a thousand hotep would die yes dude it's always accurate let's dive into the science man that's why we're here that's why i brought the expert here where should we start
1: uh, so we can talk about the mRNA vaccination uh, as a whole. The who? and, the MRNA what uh, the, the mRNA vacation. Oh the vacation. MRNA oh, okay. vacation. Yeah. Okay. The mRNA vacation. <laughs> so if we're you know breaking down the science on that, so uh, you have a process in your you have a two step process called transcription and translation. <clears throat> so everybody transcription
0: knows Transcription and translation. And translation,
1: right? Okay. So everybody knows about DNA. DNA is basically you know the blueprint for all of the things that are inside of your body um that's the very general way of saying it but if we were to break it down your dna is transcribed into rna so basically what happens is everybody knows that dna is double stranded so those two strands are basically like a code so you have another protein come by it reads that code and then it gives you a uh, pre-mRNA so that pre-R- pre-mRNA pre is then cleaved to become mature mRNA that mRNA then goes down to your ribosomes. So your ribosomes, that's when translation occurs. So translation is basically your body reading this code and when you have mRNA, it encodes for a protein. So what is happening with the mRNA vacation is, it's bypassing the first step, which is transcription, and it's giving you the mRNA directly. Okay, Mm -hmm. so your body doesn't have to synthesize it. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is your your native machinery reads the mRNA template and begins to express the protein that's encoded in the case of the mRNA vacation is the SGP from the bug. So then that gets expressed on the outside of your cells. Your body then knows to, okay, this is a foreign antigen. Then it mounts your immune response. This is where your antibodies come from. So that's how the the vacation works. Uh, It basically just uses um, biomachinery that you already have to to basically synthesize this protein. And then it expresses on the outside of your cells and it mimics an infection. But it's it's, it's almost like a low-grade infection so your body can fight it off. And then you get the antibodies for it.
0: Mm. Why so much uh animosity towards this thing? Is there a possibility that it could turn me into a horse or something like that?
1: <laughs> no, you 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 won't be species hopping anytime soon. But the interesting thing about these mRNA vaccines or vac- vacations, excuse me, these mRNA vacations. <clears throat> When you look at the, the current vacations that are on the market and the technology that we've employed, the old vacations, and this is the argument that a lot of people will use to say, oh, you should just go get the vacation, go get the vacation, you know, you you gotta go do this, you gotta go do this, oh, you had all these vacations when you were younger and nothing happened, okay, this is the main thing. The old vacations that we had stopped onward transmission, meaning that if you came into contact with this pathogen, your body would mount a sterilizing immune response, uh, excuse me, immune response. So that sterilizing response meant that it would be fully killed. It would not be transmitted onward to someone else. The problem with the vacations now, they don't stop onward transmission. Not only do they not stop onward transmission, they make this harsh environment for the bug and everybody knows what's the old saying, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So you have the bug circulating in this harsh environment that's not killing it. So then, once it's once it overcomes this this harsh environment, now it takes this 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 set of survival skills that it got from this harsh place, and then it goes somewhere else. This is what people call variance, and the vacations directly put an abnormal pressure on the bug and force it to mutate more rapidly than it would without it. And if the vacation actually sterilized the virus fully, it wouldn't be as big of an issue because it's not transmitting onto anything else. But as long as the bug is allowed to mutate, or excuse me, as long as the bug is allowed to on really transmit is going to mutate and it's going to mutate more rapidly if you put it in an environment that is harsh, but not deadly. And that's why we're starting to see all of these different variants come out.
0: So it's like saying we can send people to executions or we can send them to the gulags and you go to the gulags and you get to the gulags and you start lifting weights. Right, so the bug is lifting weights, is getting stronger. It's like, oh, this harsh environment making me better. Right, it's got a lot of time with itself. So when it comes out, it's not the same as it was when it went into the gulag. Exactly, and that was like, going to take that out on the next individual.
1: Exactly, and so the big, the the big kind of kind of set off to that let people know that this was a valid uh, direction for this virus to go in. So. One one thing a lot of people don't know about, so I I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but there used to be an antimicrobial that was put in the hand soap called triclosan. I don't know if a lot of people know about triclosan, but what it did, so it was, you know how then the commercials they would say that this hand soap is 99% or, you know, 99.9% effective against microbes, blah, 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 blah. It was because of triclosan. What was happening was people were washing their hands with triclosan, you know, and people already don't wash their hands. A lot of people, you don't realize that, but you don't wash your hands well. So what happens is you start to wash that stuff into the pipes and into the drainage. So it's killing 99.9% of bacteria. What's happening to that 0.1%? So triclosan basically trained these bacteria to be resistant to the, the uh, mechanism that it used to, to kill the bacteria. So this is where a huge explosion of MDR bacteria came from. So now, you know, they're talking about all these MDR superbugs now that part of that is because of triclosan. They actually had to outlaw triclosan because they realized it was creating all these MDR bacteria and it was a huge problem for the hospitals. Right. And see, this is what happens when you use a therapeutic that's not fully sterilizing and it only targets one pathway. And this is why natural immunity Is more comprehensive than vacation immunity because it's targeting different parts of the bug it's not squeezing one aspect of it like the vacation is so when you just target one thing the bug is like all right well we'll switch this because you're not bothering anything over here so we'll just switch this up so you can't touch it anymore and that's exactly what's happened with the omicron variant because there's three amino acid mutations that have made it more vaccine resistant. <clears throat> so more
0: vacation more resistant
1: that has made talk, the, this is
0: a travel channel. We're talking about yes. travel here. <laughs> right? And, <laughs> and you talk about the resistant. you said the, the the O'Marion, the O'Marion. The
1: O'Marion. Okay. The O'Marion in the vacation. We love music over okay. here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh um, it's made it more resistant. And if you look at the mutations, what's happened is, and, and typically in these scenarios, the virus becomes more virulent. And when it say becomes more virulent, typically it means it becomes more deadly. There are other caveats that sometimes people will use to say that um, the virulence is coming from hyperpathogenicity, which basically means it's spreading more.
0: Mm.
1: So the new mutations on the vacation have allowed it to evade typical antibody capture and recognition by the immune system. So it's opted for hyperpathogenicity over virulence. Hmm. But even if you look at what the original bug was doing, it wasn't that virulent anyway. So it's very hard to step up from something that is fairly innocuous to the average person, to something that's deadly for everybody. So a lot of people will point to, because I I think I referenced the Andrew Reed paper uh, about Merrick's disease in chickens. So a lot of people say, oh, well, this is more mild. This is more mild. It's like, yeah, but the original bug was mild to begin with. So what you got mild plus now? (laughs) Like, are you really going to be able to distinguish between that? Because it's not really doing anything to anybody to begin with. So if that's the baseline that we're using to predict this, and like, yeah, you can say, yeah, you can say it's more mild than the original one was, but we really know that the original bug was, pretty mild itself too so So, you're comparing go ahead so what's going on with the omarion so the big thing that's happened is and so and and if
0: you need to take a drink feel free to take a few seconds get your drink i could get some super chats
1: i'm good um so the big thing that's happened with the omarion is like i said there's four new amino acid mutations three of them have allowed the the bug to escape uh antibody capture and the interesting thing about the Omarion, as I'm sure everybody else knows now, it was founded for fully vaccinated people, for F- fully, fully, fully vacation people, uh-huh. or fully vacation people who did happen to be vacationing in South Africa. <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait. Say that. Say that piece one more time. These are people that happen to be vacationing in South Africa. No, no. Before that,
0: leading up to that, would you say? You said the so, pe-
1: Go ahead. Oh, it was founded for fully vacation people. Okay. So that gives more significance to the theory that because the vacation does not stop onward transmission, it's going to create or it's going to create an environment.
0: It's going to make more Ninja Turtles.
1: Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. (laughs) Not the sip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let,
0: let me read some Super Chats here. This is getting heavy. Um Hotep salute. Dr. Rich about to set us straight. Get familiar. Yeah, you already know. Um, Chad Lemoy, 1999. Shout out to Chad. He said from the beginning, when there was no time allotted for vacation, they did everything they could to downplay natural and other uh, remedies. And I told you to wait inside your home until vacation time was unlocked. Mm-hmm. Drew, shout out to Drew, appreciate you. you. Said thank you for the support. Chat, Hotep and Bill. Hotep and Bill, man. Yeah, sh- welcome to the uh, Hotep Travel Services where we discuss uh vacation all across the globe and music too, like uh <laughs> Um okay, so Amarion's doing these dance moves and it's creating new ninja turtles. And and so Stomping the Yard. Stomp in the yard. Stop in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Omarion's just. Well, actually, I guess I guess the vacationist stomp in the yard and created Omarion, right? There Omarion, the new Ninja Turtle. So this, this is the fifth Ninja Turtle. Omarion has mutated to become. An... <laughs> and and Shredder gave us a, a speech today that was full of garbage. um <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy? The commies got us talking like this,
1: <laughs> man. It's, it's wild. You got to code your own language just to tell the truth, man. We right. thought we'd be living in times like this.
0: Yeah, it's wild times, man. Um, do all bugs of this variety of the V variety mutate? Yes. Uh, so
1: this this particular class of of viruses is known to rapidly mutate mm. um and that's why a lot of these some of these variants are at, can actually species hop and, and we know that because you know the first thing at the beginning of the pandemic they said that this came from somebody eating fruit bats so we know that you know the bug can hop species and takes a couple of mutations for it to hop species uh, so the is 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 trying to and, and these coronaviruses like i said in general they're they're mutate very rapidly. And when these things happen, and this is another thing I wanna point out too, they're only telling people about some vacations. We really don't know how many variants are out there now because some people, or excuse me, some of these, these variants, they, they have what's called loss of function mutations. Mm. So essentially what will happen is you'll have an amino amino acid mutation happen and it'll it'll completely lose some kind of virulence trait and it'll be benign. Mm. And But because those don't lead to any kind of infection, they're not tracked. Mm. So there could be a ton of different, you know, little ninja turtles floating around out here, but because they're not tracked, because they're not showing any kind of symptoms, excuse me, any signs of symptoms or infection, they're not counting them. So they're only counting the ones that are actually showing. So if we actually knew how many of the loss of function Ninja Turtles were out there, mm. then we would have a more complete picture of how rapidly the virus is mutating.
0: Mm. Mm. We need more, we need more information is basically what you're saying.
1: We need, for. It depends on what you want it for. Uh, we need more information as far as, you know, how many different kinds of mutations have happened but as far as you know beating the bug we don't need that much information there's a lot of stuff that's already in the literature um for people that want you know alternative to the vacation so the mm-hmm. information is definitely out there
0: mm-hmm. indeed indeed um i heard joe rogan say something about monoclonal antibodies what the hell is that
1: all right (laughs) so maps Uh, so the short the short name for it is maps Uh, monoclonal antibodies essentially so like i said your body creates these different antibodies and what they'll do is they'll take antibodies that are um that are matched to a specific pathogen specific infection and they'll make a bunch of clones of it so monoclonal So you're taking one type of antibody, you're making a whole bunch of copies of it because it fights this one specific uh, this one specific pathogen. Now, you have a couple of different companies that have um, MAP treatments. Uh, I think one of the major ones on the market right now is uh, Eli Lilly, um, a Regeneron. So when Trump went into uh, when Trump got the bug, he got his MAP therapy from Regeneron. Um, The the reason why people are are high on Mavs right now is because it just kills the bug. There's no threat of onward transmission because generally the monoclonal antibodies that people are using, they're tuned specifically for that bug. So you're looking for these things called immutable site. So an immutable site is an amino acid site on that protein that is conserved across all of the different Ninja Turtles. Mm. So even if... You got one Ninja Turtle wearing a purple headband, one wearing a blue headband, one wearing a red headband, one wearing wearing an orange one, you can still tell that they all Ninja Turtles. That's essentially what the Mab Therapy does is that it doesn't matter what headband you have on because we know that this is a Ninja Turtle. So we just don't target the Ninja Turtle versus targeting the headband. So that's basically how the therapy works.
0: Oh, the Mabs is Shredder. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay yes yes that's that's a, that's a good way to put it yes, if, yes. If,
0: if we were in a universe where shredder always wins after every episode
1: yes that's exactly yeah that's where we'd be at. oh
0: interesting interesting
1: the big hang-up with mac excuse me map therapy right now is that the infusion times are very long so i think they're getting them down to under an hour um, but obviously it's not super practical for, you know, like if you have this, if you have an infection, you know, you got to go do some stuff. You got to sit inside this, you know, infusion center, sit there for an hour, you let them, you know, cycle the stuff through your blood and then you come out you're good. But, you know, they can only, uh, most facilities only have like eight infusion chairs. Okay. Uh, so it's just not, pra- right now it's just not practical, but for the people that can afford it, uh, it is a very good alternative to things that are on, on the market right now.
0: What's the average price I should expect to pay for these?
1: Oh, it's experimental. I think most people can get it covered through, uh, and I'm not 100% sure on this, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I think that some, I've heard some reports of people getting it covered through their insurance. Uh, but I think that this is people that have had their insurance for a while because, you know, some of the insurance companies actually not covering you anymore. If you have any kind of vacation related um, conditions, conditions, um, so a lot of companies are kind of hesitant to you know cover what's what's going on with some of the long-term effects that can happen um so i don't know the exact numbers um but if it is a therapy that if you have insurance um and even if you have the monetary means it is, it is an alternative that you can ask about depending on where you live i don't know if there are a lot of these infusion centers out there
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i know that there are some in texas for sure yeah um but I think that you do have to travel quite a ways to Let's go to Let's say somebody. I don't
0: have insurance. Well, am I expecting to spend a couple of racks or a couple of hundreds?
1: Ooh, um, I would definitely, I mean, if I had to guess. Yeah, if you had to guess. I would at least, at least $1,000. Okay, because you figured to guess.
0: with the labor, you know, the doctor doing the thing.
1: and Okay. And the drugs themselves. Right. So, Oh, you have to pay for all of it yeah. okay the infusion time the people actually you know take care of you and stuff so right yeah yeah
0: shout out to germany sears appreciate you 25 super chat oh baby i love when they come 25 and up <coughs> it means i can do this more often um so uh today in um jim crow joe's speech he uh
1: Ain't it Jab Crow Joe? Ain't that
0: what y'all started calling? Oh them? yeah, Jab Crow mother. My... <laughs> Jab Crow Joe. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> dropped that in my comments. I was crying when I saw that. <laughs> so today, Jab Crow Joe, he um he mentioned that the people who aren't going on vacation are you know more likely to die and there's more of those deaths and people that have gone on vacation and i wanted you to you know tell us what does it mean to be vacation because i know for a fact that if you only got you know your first two vacations but you ain't come and sit on your booster seat then technically you unvacationed.
1: technically and i do think that after a, a period of time let's say six seven months that the booster seat will be required for everybody to be fully vacationed now according to the cdc website looking at it right now in general people are considered fully vacationed two weeks after their second dose in the two-dose series of either the pfizer or moderna vaccine or two weeks after a single dose vaccine from jnj so that's the official verbiage wait, from. Wait,
0: wait, wait! Two weeks.
1: Two weeks. This is I'm looking at the website right now. So, so, like two weeks. so,
0: if you fall out and perish within two weeks of getting your vacation, technically, and you and it happened because of
1: the bug, technically. You're, un, you're an unvacation death. Technically, you would be counted as an unvacation death. And technically, the vacation could cause you to have a bug infection. So, because of the way that the mRNA vacation works, you never have an, a quote unquote active infection. Okay. Because the vacation only tells your body to express one part of the bug you're not expressing the whole bug right so it only builds up the antibody protection to that one part of the bug Mm -hmm. so you technically never have a a quote-unquote live infection from the bug
0: okay got you but if you get infected within two weeks and perish
1: it would be According to this verbiage, it would be an unvacationed death.
0: Wow. Um, if you didn't get your booster seat. Then you're also on vacation, right?
1: So as of right now, you are still considered fully vacationed if you meet these two requirements. I do believe that in the future that they will require the booster seat for you to be fully vacationed again mm-hmm. because that's that's where that's where the, the verbiage and the trends are headed you can kind of see some of the things that they're talking about some of the positions that they're trying to you know get people used to at this point mm-hmm. that i do believe that you know, sometime in the near future like i said probably within six to seven months that the booster seat would be required to be considered fully vacation
0: uh The Way says commie vocabulary, Hotep and Bill. This is crypto. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Hotep crypto language we speaking speaking right now. Uh, Chad this is next level code in my 80s brain. My 80s brains is here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Canon Hotep, he said, how effective is uh, natural versus uh, getting uh, natural resistance versus... Uh, getting the vacation?
1: So the, the effectiveness comes from the comprehensiveness. So the, the natural immunity that you would get is more comprehensive than the vacation immunity, and this is why. So again, like I said, with the vacation, it only expresses one part. So your body only gets accustomed to that one part of the bug. So if you have a mutation that uh, affects how your body recognizes it, then you're going to have more problems, more onward transmission with your natural immunity. So the bug, there are two therapeutic targets that most of these drug companies are looking at to kind of fight the bug off. One of them is the spike glycoprotein. And the other one is another replication protein called MPRO. So MPRO is the protease that comes out that kind of helps with the replication of the bug. So you have some companies that are developing pro inhibitors to slow down replication. And when you have, you know, these, and that's probably why, and well, not probably, but this is why have y'all seen where they're telling people to mix and match their vacations. <laughs> so you switch up the vacation packages, so you get a more comprehensive protection. So, what they're trying to do is mimic natural immunity with the artificial vacation. So They're trying to get that comprehensiveness that your natural immunity would provide because it's targeting all of the different parts of the virus. So think about it like this. If you're going to war with somebody, right? There are six different points that you can attack. You only choose to attack one. Your enemy is eventually going to catch on to that. And they're going to say, okay, well, they ain't bothering nothing over here. So let's set a trap over here where they keep coming. Where if you attack, four to five different fronts at the same time. Now your enemy has to worry about, okay, which one they're going to take this time. You might be weak on one side, strong on the other, and then you get attacked on the weak side and you just fall apart. That's how your natural immunity works versus the artificial Vacation because they're not focusing on just one part. Your body is looking at the the totality of the bug and it's trying to figure out all the different attachment points that it can attack at so that the bug has less of a chance to respond and less of a chance to to continue replication.
0: Mm, mm, Mm-mm. Uh Step Colonel Hotep Creole. Yes, sir. Tony Nieves, he said, can the doctor talk about Euladine? There was an article in Nature talking about it turning off the body response, also the three c l uh, protease inhibition horse paste
1: I want to say that again?
0: He said also the three c l protease inhibition horse paste I think he's talking about um the Avicen.
1: i so like I said, I haven't really been keeping up with a lot of the new stuff that's been coming out um, especially as far as like treatments and things because You know, a lot of the treatments that are available now, um, there's a lot of stuff that's already in the literature. So I don't really look at the the new stuff that's coming out. I go to the stuff that's already tried and true. I know it's been studied for, you know, 20, 30 years. For me, there's not really no reason to look at it. So I can't really offer an opinion on it. Yeah,
0: he's talking about the mectin.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, so there's, there's good data that's in, and like I said, I don't look at a lot of like, you know, the treatments as far as like, you know, ivermectin and things like that. Um, as far as I've seen, we call it the Iverson, uh, the Iverson. okay. All right. <laughs> so the crossover, you know, the, the three, you know, um, so the Iverson, we, you know, I don't really look at a lot of the data for it. Some of the data I have seen appears to be good. There are a lot of people that champion it. Uh, I, I know, you know, Rogan's talked about it. I think Aaron Rodgers has talked about it. Um, there and I've seen anecdotal reports where people take, you know, the Iverson, they cross the bug up within, you know, 24 hours and they they back to doing what whatever they do. Mm. So, you know, I mean, I I can't personally speak on it, but there are some people anecdotally that have had good results with it.
0: Mm. Mm. Uh, shout out to V-Plan. Appreciate you. Um, Apparently that. Um, you can go to the hospital with broken leg perish but if you got the bug the bug caused you to perish it's in some
1: instances that is true
0: it, it, this is true in some instances. Is some
1: instances that is true so let me read the official verbiage okay. from the a- AAMC.org mm-hmm. and they're talking about how death, ser- death caused the record <clears throat> so, and this is per CDC guidance so Part one, when they're doing the death certificates, right? So it says part one asks for the immediate cause of death, followed by any conditions that led to the immediate cause of death. So they say, for example, in some cases, the bug, the immediate cause is, in some cases, of bug cases, the immediate cause is an affliction that arose from the bug, such as pneumonia, while the bug is listed under that as an underlying condition that led to the death. So in other words, the bug is what caused the pneumonia, which is what caused the death. So they would count that as a COVID death Mm. or as a bug death.
0: Mm.
1: Part two, as for conditions that did not set off medical events that led to death, but contributed in some other way. So here the bug appears as sort of an accomplice to a fatality Mm. that were probably going to occur from something else. So any kind of preexisting condition or any kind of terminal disease. So even if that happens later than if that person had not contracted the bug. So here's where that would be considered a a, a bug. That will also be considered a bug. death. Now, this is the interesting part of it. Whether, and this is directly from the Alaska Department of Health, whether the bug shortened a life by 15 years or 15 minutes, whether the bug is an underlying or contributing condition, the bug was in circulation, infected in Alaskan, and hastened their death. Wait, wait, repeat that. Whether the bug shortened a life by 15 years. Or 15 minutes. Whether the bug is an underlying or contributing condition, the bug was in circulation, infected in Alaskan, and hastened their death.
0: You said in Alaskan? Somebody from in Alaska?
1: Alaska? Yes. This is from the Alaska Department of Health. So they're
0: saying they are counting that?
1: They're counting it as as a as a bug death. Yes, they're counting it as a bug death. Even though it,
0: something else could have been a natural causes or whatever,
1: even if there was something else that was, you know, already there, that is more than likely what made this happen. Yeah, they're gonna say that you know the bug was a part of it too. Okay, is that it?
0: Yeah, that's it. Mm, mm, mm. Um, oh, let me read the super chat. Fucking to my next one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, No sleep till Brooklyn says is there any evidence to support the alleged super immunity after recovering from the Omarion
1: so recovering from it so and this is just pure speculation for me because this Ninja Turtle is different but has some characteristics of the original one I do believe that your natural immune response that will be mounted towards this would cover a lot of the other possible Ninja Turtles that are out there. Um, And there's also a possibility that it won't. Uh, I would think that the most logical conclusion, due to the kinds of mutations that are a part of this, uh, that are part of the Amarion, I would think that if you did get if you contracted that variant and you had an infection from that variant, that you would be more protected against other infections in the future. Um, that kind of falls in line with what happens with the flu, um, which has mysteriously disappeared. Um, so that the, the, the mechanisms of the infection are very similar. Uh, and you know, every time we have flu season or flu season, um, there are different variants that circulate in as well. Uh, and you don't catch all, you know, five or six that might be in rotation. You only get one of them and then you go on about your business. You know, you typically do not get sick again. <clears throat> mm. um, so it's going, I feel like, it, I think, and again, it's pure speculation. I think it's going to fall more in line with that. However, I wouldn't be surprised if it completely deviated from that and did something else.
0: Mm. Um. Jabari Allen. He said, coming in late after putting the kids to bed. H.J. with the three play. Must be Griffmas. Hotep and Build. I love uh, having Hotep doctors to go against mainstream media lives. We need more of this. Word up. Shout out to Uncle Hotep. I know he was in the chat earlier. Make sure you all subscribe to Uncle Hotep's channel. Um, David Murdoch. Oh, man. $50 super chat. Got a dance on those. Uh, Mike, the good doctor address A.D.E.? Uh, vacations inhibiting uh, DNA repair or any overall immune system deterioration due to vacations heard much so, is this possibly a thing?
1: So uh, ADE, uh, which ADE is antibody dependent enhancement, there are some uh, there's some bugs out there that when you get vacationed against them, it will actually enhance the the infectiousness of that bug. Uh, I think one of them that I can think of off the top of my head is ding fever. So I think the ding fever uh, vacation does the same thing uh, where it doesn't fully sterilize. And they actually found that after people were vacation, that there was an uptick in people getting sick with ding fever. Um, Whether or not that happens with this bug, I personally am unsure I would not be surprised if there was some kind of antibody-dependent enhancement. I don't know if there's enough data out there that shows that there is a, a Ninja Turtle out there that would have the capability, um, but because of the, the vacation approach, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened in the future. Uh, as far as the DNA replication goes, uh, that was actually a very interesting. find. I think that paper came out maybe two or three months ago There are a couple of researchers, um, they were looking at some of the the long-term effects of of the bug and they found that the, I think it was the spike protein was actually getting into the nucleus, which is not supposed to happen. Um, And when it does, it actually shears the DNA that's inside of the nucleus, so shearing is cutting. So it'll break the DNA that's inside of the nucleus. And when it happens, cell can't replicate it anymore. So that means it has to self-destruct, which means it goes through apoptosis. So when you have this large-scale DNA damage, um, then the cells become unhealthy and they have to, they have to be, you know, terminated, gotten rid of. And plus, this also um will set up for more mutations inside of your genetic code, too. Um, they might be small mutations, um, but Having access to the nucleus like that is something that is very um very disturbing um because you know your your body has a lot of checkpoints and a lot of um basically security to keep things that are not supposed to go into the nucleus out and the fact that you know they have found that the bug has parts that can enter the nucleus is something that is cause for concern uh, is less of a cause for concern for people that have um, gotten the bug, gotten over it because you're not gonna be repeatedly exposed to the spike glycoprotein. I do think, however, it is gonna be more of a problem for the people that, you know, are constantly going on vacation, their cells are gonna get burnt out.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Lord Jesus. Wait till people watch the replay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Halawe SN said, uh, can uh, PCR tests, tell the difference between the flu and the bug?
1: So this is a question that is, um, I'll say difficult to answer because as far as I know, uh, there is no specific test that is strictly for um, just the bug and strictly for just the flu. Uh, I know I have heard some reports of people that have um, tested positive for one of them, not tested positive for the other. Um, the PCR test, this is the inherent problem with the PCR test. And even with the real-time PCR test that you know people say is more accurate than what the one that Kerry Mullis designed that he won his Nobel Prize for. With the PCR testing, even Kerry Muller said this out his own mouth. He said a lot of stuff that we do in lab is magic. And for the most part, some of it is that you can take this small piece of genetic material, amplify it a bunch of times and be able to tell exactly what it is. So PCR was never meant to be a quantitative technique. It was only meant to be a qualitative technique where it could tell you whether or not something was there, but it could not tell you how much of it was there. And that's the problem with the the PCR test in general is that, and I know we talked about this on on the cast before, but when they were using the PCR test at the beginning of of the pandemic, they were using the cycle counts. They were way too high. They were using the cycle count threshold that was known to cause false positives. So not only do you have a test that is not meant to tell you anything quantitatively you're also running it at a cycle count that's so high that's giving you false positives so somebody that has you know pieces of this this viral rna still lurking in their body even though their infection is cleared, is testing positive the same way that somebody that's you know actively replicating and that was the big problem with the cycle threshold counts, which which everybody kind of knows about. That now, even the uh, I think it was the who uh, released official guidance on uh, last November, basically telling people cycle threshold counts are too high. Y'all need to reduce them so that you can actually get an an accurate measure of who is sick and who's not. So the PCR test, in general, in my opinion, is not a good baseline to tell you whether or not you're actually sick especially if it's not being administered right, which for a lot of the early tests, they weren't.
0: Mm, mm. And Biden has uh, committed to giving us some of these wonderful tests. Uh, I believe half of a billion are going out uh, of these wonderful and great and effective tests. Um <laughs> Chad LeMoyne, he said, this is how come I don't use a travel agent. They always want to send you on vacation sponsored by their friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and That's that's so true. That's very true.
0: (laughs) When I have an unexpected time off, I just spend it in nature because that's what God intended. This is great. That's great travel advice, Chad. Great, great travel advice. Um, Monique uh, said, do you have any information on women slash men? Who are on vacation, being exposed to secondary side effects, uh, people who have been on vacation, such as with the blood clot and et cetera. Thanks for this live HJ. No doubt, Monique.
1: Yeah, so um some of the like the majority of the things that I've been seeing, um, especially like the various reporting, if everybody doesn't know there's a vaccine adverse, um, adverse reaction uh database. Yeah. That um, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about it here. Uh, whether or not I can say all of these cases are valid, I cannot say these are all. Pe- just you know, none of this is peer reviewed. I'm not saying these people are liars. I'm also not saying that everything on there is truth. However, there have been many reports of people, you know, especially athletes, um, that are fully vacationed and they're dropping dead with these heart complications. And you know, you they've they've seen that one of the secondary. Uh, Side effects from just getting the bug in general was heart inflammation, and it was being caused by spike glycoprotein. Now, if we were to use common sense and say, okay, if we know that the spike glycoprotein is what is contributing to um, this inflammation of the heart, and we have a therapeutic that is based on the same antigen, you would then You can make the logical leap that if you continue to repeatedly express this protein inside of the body through repeated vacations, that at some point, you will begin to experience this constant inflammation of the heart. Now, this is not a side effect that's been seen in a lot of different people. And this is not a side effect that's been seen in everybody, so we we can't say that it's happening to everybody. However, there is enough evidence there to give some people pause, especially given the fact that the average person gets the bug and they recover from it fine. Um, is the the side effect of, you know, this, this heart inflammation, this myocarditis, on top of some of the other things that we've seen um, that people are kind of downplaying. So for example, from the original um, SARS outbreak in China, I think it was 2003, It was 2003. The original outbreak they found, especially in men, because men express more of uh, the ACE2 receptor that the bug likes to, you know, hop on, do his little dance moves on. Men express it more, uh, and they particularly express it a lot in the reproductive system and in the cardiovascular system. So they were finding that people that were that were getting over the original bug infection They were finding these people were developing a condition called orchitis, and this was causing uh, impotence in in some men. And so there were some researchers uh, from Miami, I want to say sometime last year, I want to say October, November last year, that found that they were finding the spike glycoprotein in the testes of men that um, were either infected or were vacationed. So they were finding evidence of the spike glycoprotein infiltrating different parts of the body. Um, So there are a lot of different side effects that people are not talking about because of the spike glycoprotein itself. And so when you repeatedly put yourself in a position where your body is expressing it, then the logical conclusion to make is that if you see the side effects from the bug and it's being caused by that antigen, Then you could logically say that the vacation would cause some of the same problems because it's expressing the same antigen as well.
0: Uh, Who is this dude named Spike? You keep talking about.
1: What? what, Can you explain what he is? Okay, so (laughs) Spike is basically um, the the protein that the bug uses to attach to to your cells. So it 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 looks like a spike, like it it looks like basically like a railroad spike. It points into you. Well, not like a railroad spike. It's kind of like a It's kind of like a club, basically, on this club, you know, embeds into your cells. um, And then, you know, there there are things on the outside of the spike that your body can recognize, chop up. And then that's what starts the the bug replication cycle.
0: Got you. Got you. Um, Charles D. Curry, appreciate you. Uh, Tony Nieves, he said, to clarify, the Nature magazine article was saying that a component of the vacations, uh, which is E-U-L-A-D-I-N-E turns off the body's immune response, which is what allows them to get into the body and work, but none, uh, but none, how it know, how it starts up again, not how it starts up again. I think he, uh, he, he is what he said here. So to repeat, say clarify the nature magazine article was saying that a component of the vacation, which is E-U-L-A-D-I-N-E turns off an immune response. Um, I'm not sure what what uh, vacation package he's talking about uh, here on our travel channel.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm trying to look it up now, and I don't see any information about it.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe he has the spelling wrong. Check this this the spelling on uh, on your Ninja Turtle there, and get back to us, please. Uh, Sergio Angel says, uh, "Not sure if this was already asked. Wondering if the doctor has any thoughts on." Uh, uh, N-O-V-A-V-A-X vacation uh, mm. s- sounds like a lot of the hesitant of the uh, RNA will take the yeah the N-O-V-A-X
1: yeah so that's I do believe is the um, I don't know if there is a, um, a code word for the the, the red flag people that, that own all of our debt but um, that country um, they the are redacted Okay, the redact- okay, the redacted. All right. So <laughs> the redacted is the country that is coming up with that vacation. And that vacation is much more in line with um the the vacations that we typically that we typically go on. So a lot of the vacation hesitancy that people are having, they're waiting for the redacted to come out with their vacation because it's a more comprehensive one because it's actually taking the attenuated uh, version of the bug and using it as the, the main antigen, or excuse me the main pathogen. So it's not separating the parts from, from the bug. It's using the whole bug and it's going to allow people to get a more uh, comprehensive, immunity than you would with the mrna vacations that are out right now
0: answers questions are being answered uh jabari uh he said uh how does the media say you need a vacation so you don't get long-term side effects in a bug if it's only been around two years <laughs> jabari I mean-
1: this man is this man is using common sense, man. Like I, I love it. I love it. That's a great question. That's You're not big, allowed to use question.
0: common sense.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. You
0: right. gotta listen to Dr. I mean. Fausty. He is your common <laughs> sense.
1: Oh, you mean the dude that be taking his mask off when the cameras ain't on? Oh, that <laughs> same dude. <laughs> that's what we listen to.
0: Yo, Jab Crow Joe was hacking it up today during. <laughs> 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 I'm like, God ah, damn, nigga, what you doing before this? <laughs> <laughs> you was smoking blunts
1: before you took this? <laughs> hey, they say marijuana help out with the bugs, so hey, you know, he might have been back there do Puff Pass.
0: Let me tell you something. Marijuana helps with a lot of different things. It does. It I does. remember one time uh, I had a stomach bug, right? And that's when it's coming out of both ends. Pause no homo on this story, by the way. <laughs> So, I'm sitting in the bathtub, soaking. Now, I got the curtain closed. The curtain's closed. (laughs) Homies can't see me, but I hit the homie. I'm like, yo, I need some (laughs) butt. So, he's such a pothead. He gonna share the joint with me. (laughs) 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 Knowing I got a (laughs) butt. So he's sitting on the toilet. I'm on the other side, and we passing it back and forth through the curtain. <laughs> man, I got so damn high, but my symptoms subsided.
1: They were gone. It's 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 amazing, man. The the um the endocannabinoid system is a very very interesting system. Um, it, it modulates a lot of different uh inflammatory and pain responses that are in the body. So um the the more we the more we learn and um, use the plant for its intended uses, uh, you a you'll see a lot of, a lot of great, uh, benefits that, um, they're natural. Uh, you won't have to worry about any kind of pharmaceutical side effects.
0: Yeah. I've moved away from recreational use. Um, you know, occasionally if I go over to Homie house, um, uh, but I haven't seen a homie in several months now. Um, but I moved away from personal recreational use, um and uh choosing to use it only like i had the bug 19 right i had the bug a couple of weeks ago or whatever and it had me down and the first thing i thought was man i need a joint you know i know <laughs> <laughs> i just knew i'd feel better if i had a joint that's
1: you know? why i was actually talking to somebody about it today you know they were just kind of checking in on me or whatever and it's just like, oh, you know, is there anything else that we should be concerned about? And I was like, treat it like the flu, because that's what it is. <laughs> like, you know, there's nothing else that you really have to do outside of that. You know, you and, and this is kind of what lets me know that, right? So if you look at some of the things that are already, you know, on the market have been proven, you're starting to see a lot of things get delisted. And specifically from you know, online retailers. Perfect example in acetylcysteine. So probably about I want to say sometime during the summer, resellers on Amazon started getting. Is there a redacted word for for the Bezos Empire? Um, um, we cool? With
0: we can we can mention them. That's fine.
1: Okay. Um. So Amazon. So near the summertime, Amazon started sending out. Um, emails to some of the supplement resellers that were selling on their platform, basically telling them that they could no longer, if they were using N-acetylcysteine as a cure for anything, that they could no longer sell it because of FDA verbiage that had changed for it. Basically calling it a drug and you cannot sell drugs online without Prior FDA approval, I think that this is exactly what happened. I might be a little scuffed on, on explaining it directly, but the main gist of the story is, is that N-acetylcysteine is known in the literature has been known in the literature for over twenty-something years to greatly decrease the effects of respiratory viruses. So it's interesting that you know we're a year and a half into the pandemic. And all of a sudden, this very cheap, um, very accessible amino acid precursor is now being labeled as a drug. So now it's not as accessible to people that would, would want to go online to buy it. It's still available online. Uh, you can still, you know, get it from you know bulk supplements. I think is one place that you can get it, you know, in fairly large quantity. But a lot of these people couldn't sell NAC anymore because of that drug designation. And it's interesting that it happens now because nobody really talks about NSTL-16 just in regular conversation. So why is it that now we have all these lovely vacation packages that now the cheap destination, the cheap flight, the spirit flight is no longer an option. You got to fly first class (laughs) with, with, with the other companies, you know? Yeah, with the home. So, Right, exactly, exactly, crumbies, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't, you can't fly Frontier anymore. You can't fly Spirit. You know, you can't fly Allegiant. You know, you gotta get, you know, jet blue, no jet blue, <laughs> no jet blue. You know, you know, you you gotta get the premium vacation package that you know might not even take you where you want to go. So you <laughs> got some of the worst travel agents
0: ever. <laughs> So that's where we at with it. So. Oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Um, is there anything? Cause you're the science guy. I'm not, you know, I know a little bit of science. I know more than the average bear, but, uh, is there anything that we, sh- that we didn't cover that we need to cover in regards to the bug, in regards to the vacation, in regards to testing, uh, uh, treatment, um, or, or any of these topics.
1: I think that the, the biggest thing that pe- the biggest service that people can do for themselves is stop worrying. Um, the first thing I think a lot of people have to do is get to figure out, you out your Dr. head. Man. Monko, Monko. <laughs> and, you know, again, like we said at the beginning, when you're scared, you're easier to control. And the thing that kind of worries me about a lot of this is that, you know, I was looking I look up stats, you know, periodically, because like I said, I don't get on Twitter that much anymore because I find a lot of the conversations to either be very dull or it's just a lot of arguing and bickering. And I'm just, I just don't want to see that all the time. And one of the things that I constantly tell people online is that, like, don't argue with people because the average person can't read. And, you know, I start pulling the stats and like, you know, I'm not saying it to be an asshole. I'm saying it because it's the truth. <laughs> like I, every time I look at the stats, the in the United States, over half of the of U.S. adults can't read a book beyond the eighth grade level. And when you think about the depth of a science book in scientific language, science is almost its own foreign language to begin with. So you add that to the fact that the average person can't read, they can't even they don't even have a baseline to understand, understand what the literature is even telling them because they can't they, you can't put high level words together. and that's what a lot of scientific jargon is. And so that's why a lot of this stuff is inaccessible to the average person. And when you see you know somebody on TV telling you what to do, You just defer to them because in the back of your mind, you know that you don't have the intellectual depth to really challenge what they're saying. But that leaves you in a bad spot because I've made this analogy before. Everybody talks about how, oh, we have all these rogue cops in the system that just want to kill black people and do all this and do all that. And they don't, they don't pay attention to anybody. They're just rogue cops, rogue cops. Y'all don't think there's rogue scientists too. (laughs) Whenever you give somebody that kind of power, over your decisions for your life, you're basically giving them the keys to kill you or leave you alive. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to put those kind of decisions in the hands of people that don't have your best intention at heart. And what again where, where is, all of this stuff is for profit. Everything about the healthcare industry and about them, them boys. <laughs> Everything about them is about money. And if you follow basic supply demand, if there's no if you don't create a demand for your product, you're going to be stuck with a whole bunch of supply. So what's the easiest way to increase your demand? Fear campaigns, misinformation, socialism. Fear, socialism, fear-based tactics and this works on an uneducated population because they don't have the intellectual depth to question or challenge anything. So now you got a whole bunch of people regurgitating old rhetoric and that's why the old vaccine argument doesn't hold any weight. And that's how you know the average person doesn't pay attention to anything because we've known for a while that the older vacations gave you way more comprehensive protection than the new vacations do because they were sterilizing. You ask the average person what, what the difference between a sterilizing and a non-sterilizing vacation is, they're gonna look at you like what?
0: <laughs>
1: what like what 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 difference do it make? this I'm not gonna get sick. That that's the difference. You are still gonna get sick, and you can't use this excuse anymore and say, Oh, well, we got these vacations before, just get it and get it over with. No. That's not what this is about, because if that was what this was about, you would be given alternatives to the vacation, especially if it's not accessible to you instead of these people saying, oh, we're going to ramp up this production. We're going to make sure all these vacations are available for everybody. And that's what we're committed to. OK, well, what you going to do in the meantime? If they were actually invested in keeping you healthy, keeping you safe. But, you know, there's only one way out of this thing. And this you got to take the vacation.
0: You mentioned two tenets of Hotep Nation of Hotep Jesus philosophy. Number 1, don't argue with people online.
1: <laughs> you just this, yes, yes, you just don't do it cuz there are a lot of fools online, the fools don't beat you with experience. So just don't even do it.
0: Facts. Uh and they're going to argue with emotion. 50% of them are bots created by uh, you know, yep. Charlie Indigo Alpha. Yep. You know, um and they are just trying to pull you into a, a situation to where they can report your account, get you suspended, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a waste of time. Like you say, leading into your next point is people can't read. People are stupid. And and people always ask me, you know, what's the problem with the world or, you know, situation I said, people are stupid. That's the biggest
1: problem. In the world. <laughs> it really is. And it's hard is, is people think that, you know, you being mean when you say it. it's like, no, I'm just looking at the data, bro. The data says that motherfuckers are retarded. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even say like that. the data says that people are stupid. You know, the data is telling people that it's like yo, like these people cannot read, but like like really? Like why would I sit here arguing with somebody that can't read, dog? Like that make me stupid too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you know, and 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 if people weren't so stupid, the powers that be wouldn't be able to pull this shit.
1: They wouldn't they wouldn't. And that's why I can't even really say that, you know, scientific literacy is the reason why people are feeling... It's like literacy in general is the reason why people are feeling because you got to get the baseline before you even step up into the next dialect. Like, you can't... You're not even mastered... There are some people on this earth that speak three, four different languages, and we have adults that struggle to comprehend their native language. Like, mm. how is... Like, how is that allowed? <laughs> like, how is that something... Y'all something that we on, that we think is, is okay and then we in the same breath just say trust the science what the science that you can't read like so why would i trust your opinion on something that you can't even go through analyze yourself mm. and then when somebody says something different from what's being said on the mainstream oh you know, you you don't know what you're talking about. I don't have so many people tell me I don't know what I'm talking about, but I can pull every single tweet from the last year and a half where I've been predicting what's going to happen, and I promise you 90% of them are hits. Because you know why? It's basic microbiology. But the average person can't read basic microbiology because you can't read in general. <laughs> so why would I sit here and argue with you?
0: You know, another thing that resonated with me was you said, uh, you know, your absence from wanting to involve yourself in social media. Right. So pre me getting the bug, I was already turned off. I'm like, I'm just hanging out with a bunch of stupid people. Uh, (laughs) And I don't want to be confused with, you know, I don't want people thinking I'm one of them. Right. Right. So, um, I got the bug 19 and it part of the bug 19 was, I don't even want to see my cell phone. Like I want to heal completely. Right. So I avoided everything. I didn't even speak. So when I came back, I couldn't even use my voice. I hadn't spoken in like a week or something like that or two weeks. So I opened my phone up one day and I look at the, the Twitters and I said, <laughs> these people are stupid. That's the exact face too. Every time you look at it, it's just like, Ew. <laughs> that is closing. I'm like, you know what? From now on, I'm going to exist in the real world and share what I can on social media. But, you know, if I showed you my, you know, my account for how long I stay on Twitter, it's like probably under 30 minutes a day right now. Maybe, maybe even less. It might be 15 minutes, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it too, man. Like I go on there and, you know, I try to, you know, support the people that you know I really like and, you know, people that, you know, I, started the you know the whole social media thing with and you know people whose content still resonates with me i get on and i you know try to retweet their things and, and things like that but beyond that man i don't really spend too much time on on twitter anymore is it's you you start to see the the effects of othering and this is one thing that i do want people to understand and when i first started talking about um Earlier this year, I think it was that tweet that got retweeted by Joe Rogan when I was talking about like the history of you know medical malpractice and you know medical experimentation in the United States. A lot of people and I start bring up things that specifically happened to black people, a lot of people want to say, Oh, well, you know, are they just giving the vaccine to you know white people, you know, trying to be smart ass about it? But see, this is what people don't understand is that when you have a precedent for evil set off by an institution, it don't matter what time period it happened in, because if you're capable of evil back then, you definitely capable of evil now. Mm. So I see what has happened to people that look like me historically and know that with lesser tools, they were capable of this. What you think they're going to do when they got better tools now, now they can hide it better. Mm. Now they can tell you, Oh, no, yeah, we'll, we'll give you this data. We'll give it to you about know, 55, 60 years. Oh, but y'all reviewed it in a month. We know what we did, but we know we, what we're going to let y'all do. Y'all finna going to do it in this amount of time. We did it in this amount of time because we we did this. We the people, we say what goes. Okay, cool. So again, when you see things like that, you know that there's a historical precedent for it. You shouldn't be surprised. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of, the things that we have today are because of gross medical injustices and medical malpractice. A lot of people know the story of Henrietta Lacks. A lot of people know about the Silver Spring monkeys. There are a lot of, of um, ethically reprehensible things that have happened in a biological experimentation, biological warfare. And when you know that people are capable of this, you never turn a blind blind eye to it. And I think I was uniquely equipped because not only have I studied the ethical um, background from it, from an institutional aspect where, you know, did my PhD at UT, I've also studied it independently, strictly from the eyes of Black people. And it's important for you to understand your struggle from your eyes so that when you need to apply those eyes to a different situation, you can have the empathy necessary to say, hey, this happened to my group. I'm starting to see some of the same things. Y'all might want to watch out for this. And one quote that's always stuck with me, even in my independent studies, what a nation will do to the least of us, they will eventually do to the rest of us. And because I know what has happened to people that look like me historically, I know what's, what's capable of happening to people that don't look like me because evil doesn't stop at color. But evil will always target the people that are the most vulnerable. And unfortunately, in a lot of sectors, and a lot of areas, black people are the most vulnerable. And that should even tell you even more how sick and depraved these people are because you're attacking the class of people that, are lacking the resources to adequately defend themselves. So you're going against the people that, you know, you can exploit, you know, you can take advantage of for your betterment. And these are the people that you want to trust your medical future with Mm, mm. unlimited vacations for everybody. (laughs) Y'all can take them. I won't be.
0: Yo, I want you to, we going to get back into medical malpractice or whatever it's called and injustice some black people want to break down some of those things let me read some super chats here because i want you to go into detail on some of those things and list some of them real quick let me just plug homeschooling now as we said people are stupid across the nation you don't want your kids to be stupid (laughs) hotep nation is promoting homeschooling across the nation in 2022 go to hotepnation.com donate donate to the campaign let's unstupid america um Uh, Monique, uh, I read that one. Warren G Music said, "Uh, what's up, family? Question for the good doctor. Have you come across Dr. Uh, Andreas Nowak's research about graphene hydroxide being in the vacations?
1: I haven't. I've heard some reports of it, but I haven't looked at it um, in depth. Like I said, I don't really pay attention to a lot of stuff that has to go on with the vacation now. Um, I try to, you know, keep a lot of that stuff out of my media cipher. If people ask me about it, I try to go look at it just so I can be more knowledgeable about it. But that's just something I haven't really put a lot of time or effort into. Understandable.
0: Erica said, "Sorry, this is already covered. Any travel tips you could suggest for a friend who just took a vacation with Johnny? <laughs> Things to look out for. God bless."
1: Um, the only so. <sighs> Uh, This is not medical advice, obviously, because I'm not a medical professional, but I am a common common sense advocate. And if I were using common sense in this situation, I would look at um, some of the side effects that are anecdotally stated, and even some that are on record. And I would look at the organs, organ systems that are seeming to have the malfunctions. And then I would look at, you know, things that help strengthen those areas, um, vitamins, minerals, herbs, whatever you need to look at. There are a lot of things that are out there. There are a lot of components of the body that require um, certain vitamins, certain minerals, and you know if you're if you're experiencing damage in that area, then you know your body's going to need more of that to to you know repair that area, but then also be on track when it is fully repaired. So I would just make sure that you know if, if there's an area that you think might be at risk, um, that you um, look for the proper nutraceutical intervention to strengthen that area and make sure that is where it needs to be.
0: Mm, indeed. Indeed. Um, cow, appreciate you said, uh, Dr. Tanai Ricks. Are you familiar with, um, yeah, we talked about the Iverson earlier. It has all the medication studies done. Each one, uh, late treatment, peer reviewed, et cetera. It seems to go tool. Yeah. We talked about it. Rewind the video Cal. Watch the replay. Thank you very much for the super chat. We definitely covered the, um, the Iverson early, uh, earlier. Great question. Um, so you said you did a thread on, um, medical injustice on the black community. Can you tell us about, well, one thing, tell us about some of these instances, go into as much detail as you have on your mind. Um, and also, I want you to tell us going into, into depth. You, you kind of did earlier, but when people use the Tuskegee experiment, say that's not a good example Go into that afterwards, but what are some examples you can tell us?
1: So uh, that's one of the landmark uh, examples. Um, but another, another prominent example is a Henrietta Lacks. So a lot of people um, are familiar or have heard of um, HeLa cells, if you know anything about cancer research or anything like that. So <clears throat> Henrietta Lacks, from what I can remember, she had a rare form of uh, cervical cancer. And so basically they scraped these cells and they found that the cell line itself was self-propagating, which basically means it would replicate on its own. And so these cells were so robust <laughs> that they collected them without her consent. And then if you look at a lot of the drugs that are on the market now, a lot of them have been you um, have been developed with the use of HeLa cells. So we're talking about billions and billions of dollars. Her family never mm-hmm. saw a cent of any of that money. They died poor, um, they died poor sharecroppers, and they never knew about these things happening until you know some of these drugs started coming out. And then that was when the state found out about you know some of the, the experiments that had gone on. They could they collect this lady's sales uh, and they never say anything about it, but they use it to come up with you know all these treatments that have raked them billions and billions of dollars over the years, and that's one of the most gross um. Medical injustices that's on record right now. Um, there's actually a documentary that came out a couple of years ago about that. Um, anybody has if anybody doesn't know the story of Henrietta Lacks, definitely look it up after after this show. Um, Killer King Hospital. Um, so I think this hospital is in California. Um, the King Drew Hospital. Uh, and a lot of people there are a lot of anecdotal stories about you know black people going in being treated at this hospital and they would never come out. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that's why they call it killer king hospital and a lot of people and and that's that's built some of the hesitancy of black people african-americans for going into the medical establishments and going into you know the healthcare system because everybody knows that there are several studies that have been cited where you know black or doctors typically are um what's the word i don't want to say racist because it's not necessarily racist but they're negligent negligent there you go they're negligent to the concerns and the complaints of black patients because of all the stereotypes out there like you know black people can take more pain black women just you know complain about everything they're not really in pain this and that you know and there have been studies that have come out recently about this so that's what happens though when you have an underserved community also being subjected to uh, a discipline where they're underrepresented because everybody knows that it's easier to empathize with people that look like you because you can see your brother you can see your uncle you can see your aunt you can see your mom you can see all these familial aspects and people that look like you but when you go and you try to get care from someone else that doesn't look like you you start to run into problems because they don't empathize with you as much and again this is peer reviewed this is not just anecdotal this is stuff that's already on the record so when you look at the, the problems uniquely for black people, you have the Tuskegee experiments, you have Henrietta Lacks, you have Killer King Hospital, you have uh, J. Marion Sims, you know, the, the father of modern gynecology that did all these experiments on slave women. So ladies, when y'all, you know, get your get your, you know, your your gynecological exams done that y'all think are uncomfortable imagine what these slave women went through because they did this with no anesthesia these were all experimental and a lot of these women died in excruciating pain and when you know that this is the history of these people then you know what they're capable of and that's not something you can ever forget especially if you know that they have more tools to do this now Walk us through the Tuskegee experiment for the people that don't know. So the Tuskegee experiment is basically a a syphilis experiment. I think it was from the Alabama Department of Health. Um, Basically, they told these people, you know, these men in the area that I think I can't remember exactly what you know, they told them, but they were doing an experiment, basically, where they were purposefully infecting this man with syphilis, and they were basically having them come back in for checkups, you know, telling them that they, that, you know, oh, we're just testing out this new thing on you guys, you know, we just want to see, you know, if there are any side effects, blah, 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 and they were purposefully infecting these people with syphilis, and they were tracking the results of the experiments that were happening, and it wasn't until, um, I think it was a whistleblower that came out, they expose the experiment, basically telling everybody like, yo, this isn't what y'all signed up for. They're actually been infecting y'all with syphilis and they're, you know, tracking their results. And a lot of, and there are some people um, that, you know, that were alive afterwards and they've told their stories online. And if you haven't heard them, you really should listen to them because the, the, the negligence and, you know, the, the disregard for, these people as being human and them just being lab rats was astonishing. And, you know, the, the data that came out from it wasn't even really worth it to justify having this kind of experimentation on other humans. They just did it because they saw them as something lesser than a human. Um, and that's, again, that's not something that you can forget. And that's not something that is, is easily dismissed when you start to think about the things that are happening now.
0: People like Lupe Fiasco, have rebuttals for the Tuskegee experiment. We compare what's happening today to the Tuskegee experiment. And he goes, well, Tuskegee, uh, they actually gave it to him. They didn't give him the remedy today. They're giving the Negro, uh, the remedy. So this is a bad comparison. How do you rebuttal that argument?
1: When has the government ever given anything to the black community free? That was actually good for us. The Monko. Monko. <laughs> like that's just a that's a basic <laughs> that is a basic verifiable question <laughs> that rebuts all of that bullshit. Dog. I hate these arguments so much, man, because if you just you ask that one question, bro, when has the when has when have these people ever given black people anything for free that actually benefited us? When? I'm trying to think, too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, you know, people will have their little justifications for for getting a vacation. And this is my thing, man. I don't have a problem with it. You are free to do whatever it is with your body that you want to. That is your God-given right. It is my God-given right to do the same. And if I don't want something experimental being put into my body, I should not be forced or coerced to do that because you want to go outside and you want to be at brunch and you feel like you're scared of the damn flu to where you want everybody else to stay inside until they get vacation. I think that when you when you hear these kinds of arguments and you hear people talking about this stuff, it's just like, man, y'all just want to feel comfortable to go outside again. But if you need an experimental vacation to feel comfortable to go outside, you ain't gonna make it dog <laughs> That just it is what it is man you just you're not gonna make it because you have to depend on filter information from a biased source to feel safe none of that makes sense like none of it so how can you have control over my life and you can't read <laughs> like what like that's really what all this is devolved into like you look at the people that are clamoring for all of these vacations. And I promise you, like, like three out of four of them can't read, dog. So how are, how are they getting to, to have all this emotion and have all of this power over what I do, a person that's you know, 10, 11 years in the game at the interface of chemistry and biology? I don't want to do this because I got common sense. And not only do I have common sense, I have a scientific sense to look at this and say, nah, this is going to do this. I don't want to contribute to this. Meanwhile, the person that can't read that's on their fifth booster seat is sitting here telling me that <laughs> I'm a menace to society because I'm on vacation. Like, that's the world we live in, man. We got all the stupid people making decisions for the smart ones. And then we wonder why we in this mess. So this could have been over, you know, a, well over a year ago. People just just went outside, bro. <laughs> like It's literally that simple. Like, all you had to do was go outside and do what you wanted to do. That's it. That's all you had to do. And you can still do that today. That's the thing It's like you can still, if everybody collectively were to just say, you know what, we ain't doing this no more. And you just go to work and like, ain't hey, nothing going on. What are they going to do? Fire you?
0: Well, you know, what's funny about that is New York had said, Hey, you know, everybody got to stay home. Da, 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 da. Right. But New Yorkers was still going to the strip club. You know, Uptown was still popping. As they should. You know, and everything was, they was like, what? We, stop getting money? Stop having fun? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't until the Gestapo came around that anything actually started shutting down. Like, they had to send the Gestapo out like, yo, you can't be open. Mm-hmm. So, New Yorkers were doing that, you know, Uptown, so on and so forth. Um, and there's still some New Yorkers now, like some of them went and protested in the private institutions, like you know, uh, Applebee's or something like that. <laughs> they got arrested, and I, I mean, it couldn't be me, I ain't got time to be arrested. I think it's stupid, but I st- help me comprehend this. I think it's stupid to go protest someplace you know you're gonna get arrested, but at the same time, I'm like.
1: I'm glad you did it. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like, at least somebody stood for something today. Right, right. No, I respect it. I respect it. I, I mean, I get it. And you know what? This is the reason. Let me tell you why they're doing this in New York and California. Because every time you turn around, you're always hearing about all of the wild shit happening in New York and California. Yeah. New York and California are the only two states in the United States, to my knowledge, that do not have any kind of legal protection, legal or moral protection, from forced vacation all the other states do they at least have either a more they at least have either a religious exemption that you can file or they have a moral exception that you can file i think one of the places that does both is texas so that's why you start to see a lot of you know, the progressive stuff that's happening with the bug happening in Texas because you have more legal protection. You don't have that legal protection in California New York. You think I'm lying, you can look it up. Hmm. There is no legal recourse for anybody to fight any of this stuff in court in either one of those states. At so that's state why, law. yeah, exactly, that's why all that stuff is always happening in New York and California. So people got to understand, okay, if I start seeing the same thing happening in a specific area, there's got to be a reason why they're doing this because even if I look around here, Man, folks in Memphis living dog. Ain't nobody been in the house since May of last year, man. We've been out the house. <laughs> like nobody got time to stay in the house here, man. And it's like that all across the South in general. Georgia been open the whole time Florida, Ron DeSantis. Shout out to Ron DeSantis. I don't know anything about him outside of his political history. All I know is he got the biggest nuts on the planet right now because he was one of the first governors to say, listen, we ain't locking down no more. You come to Florida, you're going to be free. This is what it is. If you don't like it, leave. Yeah. And Florida is one of the places that has one of the lowest incidences of the bug in general.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, uh, You know what's funny to me is we call it the jab Crow laws now, right? Shout out to the individual that put that across my desk. Um, The most hesitant people are you happen to be in both categories,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: PhDs and black folks Mm -hmm. most hesitant now let's put PhDs aside for a second because we know they're hesitant because they know how to read (laughs) right (laughs) now (laughs) black people we all know how to read okay
1: majority of us yeah
0: but we got some damn common sense that's true (laughs) that's true which goes a long way So it seems as though when they start pushing these mandates and they start talking about the unvacationed, really what I hear is them saying, you niggas, you niggas, you niggas, you niggas, get your ass out of the white only section. (laughs) That's all I hear. You know, what's wrong with you niggas? (laughs) Do you are you do you interpret that a little bit? Do you do you see this as a target on the black community?
1: Um, I think the I think the more well, I'm not gonna say it's not a target. Um, whenever I kind of hear uh the guidance about the unvaccinated, that's where the othering comes in, everybody knows that in order to kill you, first they gotta assassinate your character. So one of the ways that you know propaganda does this is by othering, is by saying. That one group is different from the other, and the different, and this other group is somehow better than the group that's different, right? Mm-hmm. So again, look at the you know the official word from the big boys saying that oh, if you're vacation, you know yeah, go out and enjoy this this festive holiday season with your loved ones. Everything will be okay. For all you unvacation motherfuckers, y'all the ones got to worry about getting in the hospital. Y'all the ones got to worry about dying at granny at granny table while she passing out mashed potatoes. And it's like they're trying to do all of this stuff to, to scare you and get into your head. And, you know, I don't know if it's, if it's color specific, but I can definitely see where if we are the most hesitant group, that this would be a directed target on us. However, the flip side to that is, is that everybody keeps pointing out the racial Uh, aspect of the pandemic, saying that black people are more affected, you know, this and that. Well, for the most part, black people don't take care of themselves like we're supposed to. I'm guilty of it sometimes too. So we have to look at that first before saying that, you know, the bug is the problem. Maybe it's something going on in our community where we're not taking care of ourselves properly. That's allowing us to be more affected by it. Maybe we are in situations where we don't have access to the nutritious foods and to the, the vitamins and minerals and the things that we would need because you have so many people trapped in food deserts. So you look at some of the socioeconomic stuff that comes along with it. Yeah, I can definitely see that argument for it. the racial argument where they're saying all oh, black people are unjustly are, are unjustly being targeted or they're feeling the worst effects of the pandemic. It's like, yeah, we're, li- we're living the worst effects of it because we don't take care of ourselves like we're supposed to. So if we're honest about that, then we can actually move forward and say, hey, these are the things that we need in the community that can actually help us. And these are the things that we need to intervene for the for the older people. And for even some of the younger people that, that are experiencing some of these comorbidities too. So that's, that's I think that that's the one thing that we really do have to be honest about. Um, and that's one of the things that we have to address moving forward. Uh, I don't really see that, you no, know, like this, the bug is, you know, it's not just infecting black people more because it wants to the bug itself, it's not racist. So you have to look at the data and why these things are happening, and then come to a logical conclusion behind the data and then correct it. There's too much emotion inside of that. And inside of that emotion, it's a it's it's a there's it a laziness in there. Like you don't want to get better because it's comfortable to stay here. But that comfort is gonna cost you because that comfort is gonna do them and give you a more comfortable seat inside the same asylum. Why not just get out of the asylum versus trying to look for a comfier seat?
0: Yeah. Uh- When they say the bug affects black people more than everybody else, they say it as if it's special, right? As if we don't lead in heart disease, diabetes, cancer, et cetera, et cetera. And again, we have to look at what is the cause of that. And, and obviously it comes back to, like you said, the kitchen, we got to look at the kitchen first, what's happening in your kitchen. And if the kitchen isn't conducive to optimal health, then maybe, we have a correlation here, right? Um, let me re- correct myself. Kals was talking about a website, ivmmeta.com Uh, you ever heard that website?
1: I have not. Let's okay.
0: let do a quick Google. Um, Darius Hamilton said, Yo, tonight, you a fellow Memphian. Shout out to Darius. I guess he's out he, in
1: Memphis. Yes, sir. 901. We out here.
0: Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Um, Pascal, we not we're not asking that question we're gonna have to do that offline <laughs> um, <laughs> he's asking some wild questions right now uh we do a a monthly call um for uh all hotels has been told you subscribers patreon.com slash hotel has been told you so you you get all well, those redacted conversations you want to have we have those monthly with our private viewers maybe one time we'll bring Tenai on, and uh, you know you guys can ask them all those redacted questions yeah i'd love to and we can speak freely. On. Uh, in our private calls that we do monthly. Once again that's com slash old test told you. Um tonight a wonderful conversation, man. This is you are gonna keep it high and tight. Um thank you for coming on the platform once again. It's always epic. It's always informative. Um th- you know I love these conversations is because they bookmark information. So I can always come back to it and say, All right, let me let me take my notes and let me know refresh my memory on certain things and whatnot so um we appreciate you bro
1: hey man i appreciate you having me man and you know like i tell people all the time man like i i got my phd to help people not to you know look down on them and uh i i really take this journey seriously and you know a lot of people try to say oh you know he's he's a chemist he don't know what he's talking about well first of all i can read that's first second of all i have phd which says i can read Third of all, when you're in the the language of science, if you understand the language, you can talk it anywhere. So that's just like me saying, okay, I'm French, but I can speak Russian. So even though I'm not in France anymore, I can still go to Russia and speak the language. I can still communicate with those people there. It's the same thing with chemistry, communicating with a biologist. Or communicating with a physicist, or communicating with a virologist, or communicating with immunologists. The language that we speak is the same. We just talk about it in different ways. So when I hear something, I can say, "Oh, I can use this knowledge to actually go through this paper and see what they're talking about because I can read and I can also read scientific language." So one of those main criticisms that people have about me and things that I say is, you know, I'm just a chemist. Well. Classically, I'm a trained synthetic organic chemist. However, I've been at the interface of chemistry and biology for almost seven years now. I work more in organometallics now, but you don't forget that knowledge. You know, you don't forget those things. You don't forget how to go through that information. You don't forget how to synthesize that information. So if you have other very smart people that are around the same scientific sphere saying, hey, something over here may not be right. It's in your best interest to listen to them because even though they might not be a seasoned virologist, I can still go look at a virology paper and understand everything that they're doing, even though I basically make biomolecules all day. like I, I make bio-inspired molecules all day for material synthesis. Just because I do that doesn't mean I forgot how to read biological papers so when you're looking at those things you're looking at who to take advice from just look at people that are serious about their craft people that are serious about doing good science people that don't have any ethical conflicts in their background if they've been saying the same thing from the jump it's probably worth listening to them and i would say that on both sides because there are some people that very strongly believe in the vacation understand why they believe in the vacation because there might be some grains of truth in what they're saying. Just because you, you, you oppose it as a whole, doesn't mean that there are not some parts in there that are worth listening to. Mm. So there are, there are arguments on both sides and know that there are smart people on both sides too. And it's okay for smart people to disagree with each other. We're not also put, we're not put here to agree with each other all the time, but when you are purposefully misusing data Keeping data away from people, you have to start asking questions because if somebody doesn't want you to hear both sides of the story, they're either hiding something or lying. And that's something that you have to apply across the board. That is not that is that is not limited to one kind of person. Smart people are capable of this deception as well.
0: That's my issue with the conversation. You know, they say, trust the science, trust the science. And I'm like, well, can your scientists talk to my scientists? Maybe even publicly. Exactly. <laughs> and let the people decide after both sides have argued, because like you said, I can't read the science paper. I don't know science like that, but I got Dr. Tanah Rick. So how about you get your doctor to come argue with my doctor and we are going to see whose science is the best science.
1: And that's, and that's the nature of science in general. Like truth, truth stands up to scrutiny. The only thing that doesn't stand up to scrutiny is a lie. And that's why the lie has to constantly be repeated, because it has to be drilled and ingrained in somebody's head to the point where they regurgitate it. They don't ever present a point that you can argue and stand on, because they know that once that point is presented, it's easily rebutted. So that's why you have to go through the repetition with the lie. You can tell the truth once, and people can just keep going back and looking at it, and the same thing is going to pop up.
0: You mentioned just a chemist, right? (laughs) you know, with my basic science knowledge, I say to myself, chemists might be one of the most important doctors, most important scientists because they're dealing with. How do I want to say this base level of reality? The base level of physical reality is the interconnectedness of atoms, And isn't that what chemistry is?
1: That is what chemistry is also what physics is too. And like, I always reduce it. Like the four disciplines to me that are interconnected are math, physics, chemistry, and biology, where everything that's in biology is part of chemistry. Like there is no biology without chemistry because the chemistry of the molecules coming together is what makes biology possible. Correct. The physics of molecules colliding is what makes chemistry possible. The Mm. mathematics and the angles of how these molecules collide is where math connects with physics. And so math is actually the mother of all three of those. Because Mm. without math, you can't have physics. Without physics, you can't have chemistry. And without chemistry, you can't have biology. So math is really the mother of all of these sciences. And when you understand, that's why everybody always talks about divine mathematics, because everything in this realm is arranged on numbers. So if you understand the numbers you understand how they come together and you understand the things that they can create.
0: Mm. 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 Bars. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Epic conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Tanai okay. Ricks. Subscribe, get into a homeschooling initiative. at uh, nation.com slash donate. Donate. We're going to unstupid America. One mind at a time. Uh so join us in that journey once again. Hotepnation.com slash donate. I'll be back tomorrow night with our relationship show with Wendy Yo. Make sure y'all subscribe and tune in for that. Thursday night, Hotel has been told you Uncle Hotep will be right here on this channel. So make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications, you know, find out about all the shows. And um, it's not, thank you, man. You just just yeah, man, it's always a good time, man. It's always a good time, man. You are a God. You are a God. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Hold up. Uh, we should be out of here in a second. Biff.